1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Would you guys like to go disco dancing?
0: I think it'd be fun.
2: Yep, I'd do it. Let's get uh, no.
0: <laughs> Let's look up and see if there's any places in St. Louis where you And that yeah, was the most
2: magical evening of my life. Not like a club or a rave. Hmm. Where do people go to do the hustle these days?
0: Like a like a VA. They go yeah. they go
2: to the past. I don't say a VA.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not a VA. A, uh,
1: what and is I'm it I'm called? Like yeah. a nice of
0: Columbus.
2: <laughs> We're veterans or <are> ill.
0: <laughs> I said I said the wrong thing, but you guys know what I'm talking about.
2: Uh Like an American legend or something. A loyal
3: order of water buffalo. (laughs) Uh, No. I looked it up,
0: and the uh, the number four best place to disco dance in St. Louis is the Four Seasons Hotel. (laughs) I don't think that's right. Say what? Yeah.
2: (laughs) The number
3: four. Yeah. I wanna to go to the fourth best disco <laughs> in St. Well, there's not
0: it says the top ten best disco dancing on Yelp and they only have five.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say I think Camel X is the fifth best place disco <laughs> dancing. If the four seasons
2: <laughs> is fourth. <laughs> I think we could take them over. Oh man. Uh before we get into Stairway to Kevin, uh I am not a uh what's it called? Self checkout person. Uh, I find it daunting, and I don't like looking stupid. But have you seen what they're going to start doing at all the grocery stores and Targets and Walmarts and such? No. Uh, It is—I didn't know this. Maybe you guys do this. It is inherently a 10-item-or-less buy. You're not supposed—did you know that, Rich? I never knew that. No. You're not supposed to go to these things if you have a a grocery cart full of goods. Hmm. They don't say that. I know. And people are doing it. And uh, the stores are getting angry, and so across the country, the big stores are going to start policing it.
3: I've seen some of that around here. Even I've seen like a little bits of like, just an employee coming over and gently being like, "Hey, you have two full carts worth of stuff. Why don't you come over to aisle
4: three? that yeah. you put more people on aisles so that I don't have to go there." Oh, yeah, you, I mean, you have that's two true. people snap. working.
0: Yeah, snap. But but ultimately, I don't really have a problem with it. I could see why. Uh, taking an entire cart through the self-checkout is just a lot harder to keep track of, you know, maybe somebody's stealing, maybe you're unintentionally not scanning an item. It's going to take longer because you're not going to be able to scan as quickly as a cashier.
2: you're good at self-checkout. Yeah. (laughs) Would it be easy to steal? Yes. So you just do what? How would you do it?
0: Um... Well, it wouldn't be easy to steal at Schnucks because you have to, they have like this whole system where it's like you scan and then it knows the weight of the item when you put it in the bag. But at like a Target or something, I told you that one time I went to Target and someone had put a, a 50 cent price tag on this pair of $20 sweatpants I was buying. So you could just switch out the tags and stuff. That would oh, be the easiest now, way one of the,
4: I I don't even know if I want to say it because it'll give people ideas of how to do things. But... You you put a more expensive thing on the scale, but you you put in a code that's something less expensive.
0: It's, yeah, exactly.
4: So you could say you got. Uh, I'll just say it because everybody knows it's common sense at this point. It's like saying you could rob a bank with a gun, but if you put like say you wanted to get a big uh, big roast, and it's like twenty bucks a pound, and you put that thing on the scale and you type in the code for apples, it's going to set the price for apples and the weight for apples, and you're going to put it over there, right? And that's why store. there are actually stores that are thinking about getting rid of the self-checkout entirely, which is okay if you're going to hire people to run all of the other checkout lanes. Because, like, I, for example, the store that I go to mostly, it has at least eight, maybe more, self-checkout like, registers. And the Target that's by me has at least five or six. So it's not like there's one area and you know, somebody being there. I mean, you walk up, there's nobody there. There's eight of them open. You should be able to put whatever you want on there.
2: Can I switch the, the topic real quick? <clears throat> I was coming downtown today because I work here, and <laughs> uh, I don't think it's just me. I can't think, and I've been working down here since 1990. I can't think of a time that I was going down Market or Olive. I'm sure I'm wrong, but I can't think of any. Where I hit all green lights. Mm, Never. I think that in addition to everything else that we've screwed up, we don't know how to set our lights. And it led me to a thought. You know what downtown reminds me of? Purgatory. (laughs) (laughs) Follow me. It's not hell. It's not awful. You know, it's not a lake of fire getting poked in the butt kind of stuff. But it sucks. Mm Mm-hmm. It it just seems like there are these constant minor annoyances like blowing your tires out uh, in in big chug holes and people just walking across the street anytime they want, stopping their vehicle in the middle so that someone can get out and go whatever. See what I'm saying? It's not the worst thing in the world, but it's bad enough that I feel like it's just kind of like purgatory.
4: Do you think the timing of the lights thing is on purpose? So that people can't just haul ass down those main roads and keep, like, Boy, that's certainly stopping them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but, like, when do you ever
0: hit a green light on, like, on a road? Like, every light is green. When does Um, that ever happen?
4: It happens. It can. It's not... I mean, it's not like it's all the time, but, like, some of the big roads out by me, you can hit that, but only on the main ones. Like, if you're on one of the side ones crossing the main ones, you're going to hit something every time.
2: Also... Do you know, and this is, I don't know nothing about nothing, but according to studies, according to doctors and scientists, the most anti-feminist generation of men is Gen Z. Yeah. That they identify most with the Andrew Tates Mm -hmm. of the world. Mm. Uh, You would have thought it might have been boomers, which I'm on the very last year, first year millennials. But these these Gen
3: Zers, they were raised on this stuff. I mean, tell me about it they they grew up with that kind of uh uh you commonly see it called online the red pill movement the you know kind of anti-woman you know women are objects women are things <clears throat> and being raised in the era of the internet from a very young age they were put in front of an iPad or a computer or whatever and they stumbled upon this or one of their friends stumbled upon it and introduced them to it and so they've just they've grown up with constantly having that ideology like shoved into their face you know what i mean like they were raised on it essentially well and they're
0: they're, so they're they're rebelling no they're just being told that they're owed something that they're not getting yes they're being told that women owe you sex they owe you a relationship if you're a nice guy that means that you deserve love and affection and that's just not true I mean, you can get love and affection from being a nice guy, but a woman doesn't owe you anything because you're being decent to her. Well, all these guys are not
4: being decent, though.
0: Right. Right. The Andrew Tates of the world are not
2: decent to
4: women. I
0: think a lot of time it starts with like, oh, but I'm a nice guy and I'm not getting what I want. Let me take the red pill and go down this path. And see, here,
2: I thought that my 18-year-old daughter going away to college would be with a bunch of boys who were terrified of Me Too and would treat women with much more respect, and it turns out it's the opposite.
4: Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I would bet that the majority are still like that.
2: Yeah. Just because
4: I, they're more sexist than other generations doesn't mean they're all that way. Yeah, right. I think most kids are, are normal.
3: Yeah. But the, having, like, those kind of people running essentially, like, 24-hour-a-day Twitch streams and stuff like that, that you can just, at any moment, you can expose yourself to that ideology— and it's really easy, especially when you're younger and you're, it's your formative years and your mm-hmm. brain, personality, ideology is still forming, that you can you are very susceptible to well, those kind of
0: things. Andrew's 100% right. It's the Internet. Look at how many school shooters we have now that we didn't have 35 years ago. It's bad people getting together and influencing each other and vulnerable people falling into the pipeline. It's very sad.
2: Mm-hmm. Say so a to Kevin? Sure. Um, Kevin is a place on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> place on Earth. Kevin sent. Oh, that's
4: Ooh, a good one. Kevin sent's not bad. I'm either. full of Kevin. Buns. Nice.
2: Let's, let's get some more.
4: Um, I guess it's kind of a similar idea with that internet thing that we're talking about. Um, have you guys, do you guys know what a biophoton is? Have you, heard Kevin. have you heard that? <laughs> have you heard biophotons? No. Have you heard of medbeds? No. Okay, so these are things that He's are just
2: trying to make us look stupid. <laughs> I know. No, no.
4: Listen, these oh, are, you
3: guys ain't heard about med Listen, yet?
4: <laughs> these are things that are out there in They start in the conspiracy universe, and they're becoming more common. So people are using these these ideas as counters to modern medicine. This is the anti-medicine, anti medicine, uh, anti establishment, not trust anybody things. So biophotons are th- things that are supposedly healing you. Now, they do exist. A biophoton is a real thing. It's, it's, it's a natural light emitted by cells, but you can't see it. Like, we can't see it. Um, but th- what, what they're selling is that they'll put these materials in a box. It's, it's like stones, metal, um, some other substances that have, quote, high biophoton. They put them in a box, and they put that under your bed, and you sleep in these beds, and it's supposed to heal you. And med beds are supposedly this is a big conspiracy thing that all the all the rich and famous people have these beds that heal them every night. That you know they just sleep in the bed and is
2: this like, like um, magic? Yes, yes. <laughs> and here is the thing: there, is there something actually in the box, or do you yes. just have to trust them?
4: No. Th- and one of the people that bought it like said it's a scam. They open it up; it looks like a block of cement. But what they say is that there are special fine rocks that have these biophotons and fine metals and other compounds that they put in there. That are supposedly going to help you heal your body just by having them, and it's just a plastic box with this, which looks like a block of cement in it. I would do that. And (laughs) here is the thing, though: the kind of rocks and crystals you are into. It's not. It's not just something that people are doing. There are now quote unquote clinics, Um, and what they're doing is they're buying up closed hotels, like a days in on a highway in Illinois, and they're turning that into a med bed spa where you just go there and you sleep in these, like, quote, med beds, and it's supposed to heal you of cancer. Uh, al- almost anything you can think of, it's supposed to heal you. There are people that are turning to this for their sick family members because they don't trust medicine. Oh. And this is – so there's a company called – it's not a, it's not related to Elon Musk, but it's it's called uh, Tesla BioHealing, and this is what they do. They have these places all over the country now where you go there and they have these various new f- – Things that are basically, basically, they're based on mystical energies that are never tested. There's no there's no science supporting that these things help you at all. But people are paying hundreds or thousands of dollars to stay, like $300, $400 a night to stay at these, these, these clinics, I guess you could say. They're spending thousands of dollars to have these things in their homes. And they're basically just being scammed. And it's huge in the QAnon world where they're all pushing this. This is what the elites have. The elites have these med beds.
2: It's like, there's no
4: such thing. According to anybody that knows anything about healing or science <clears throat> or anything else. Are we lost? Hmm. Because know. this thing, I mean, there's always been snake oil salesmen, right? We know that's been going on since the dawn of time. You'd have the salesman who comes through his magical elixir is going to heal you. And then he leaves town and you realize, Oh, that crap doesn't work. I just you know, gave my money.
2: My original snake oil. I've told you this before. Uh, I was an addict. Okay, fine. I can say it. I was addicted to Saint Joseph's baby aspirin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And,
0: They're
2: just candy, and it was worse than you think. Um, you can chew Saint Bo- Saint Joseph baby aspirin. Babies can chew it. Yeah, because there's a picture of a frigging baby on, on the, bottle. the bottle. Yeah, but my mom used to melt mine in a tablespoon. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! <laughs> Never going to see a woman again. And. Uh, I wa- I loved it so bad I would pretend to have leg aches, so I spent a lot of my childhood being like, Mom. She'd come in and be like, man, my legs are just killing me tonight." Francis, <laughs> can you melt a couple for me? Well, maybe was, three,
3: four? Maybe you know. She was distilling them into their purest form, right?
2: <laughs> was, like in
0: like John was, Belushi in an eight ball or something. Yeah, she was cooking Starsky them. and Hutch. <laughs> I'm just those. We'll get you some, Dave. I'm sure they're. Will you melt them in
2: a <laughs> tablespoon?
3: Yeah, they still have a spoon and a lighter <laughs> and all kinds, all yeah. the stuff you need for acid. you got to hypodermic
2: and put it between <laughs> your toes. Yeah. Uh, don't do that. Let's just vibe for a second.
0: Whoa, Wheeler is really dancing. You
2: just can't stop, man. I'd like you to. All right. <laughs>
3: Give me, a, uh, give, me a, Thursday, give me a dollar Rich. and I'll stop. I was actually dancing and my eyes were closed, so I thought you guys all were too. And then I opened my eyes and no one I was, else doing, was doing the Snoopy doing dance.
0: Throwback Thursday, 234 years ago in 1790, the U.S. Supreme Court met for the very first time.
2: I, uh, I kind of know, okay, I know what went on during that period. I don't have a good feel for that period. Does that make sense? Like I, like, I can imagine uh, pff, the medieval times more than I can hmm. imagine, like, the 1730s. Yeah.
4: Do you think it's you. because we've had more, like, movies and stuff made about that time period? Probably. Probably. We need more from that other time, you know? Yeah. Like, the revolutionary period. I get messed
3: that. up with, like, other countries.
4: Like, how Victorian-era
3: England was, like, cowboy-era America. You know what I mean? Like, that sort of stuff. That's, yeah. That really gets in my head. It messes yeah.
2: with me.
0: 140 years ago in 1884, Sir James Murray published the first Oxford English Dictionary in Scotland. He went through two and a half million handwritten notes that he had collected over 20 years to put it together. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it sounds very tedious, doesn't <laughs> gonna go it? I'm going
4: to go through 20 million handwritten notes. Everything a long time ago had to be tedious, right? Oh yeah. Well, they had nothing else to do. I know. Well, that's a good like point. They weren't missing their shows. That's a good point. Yeah. What else are you gonna do?
0: Yeah. Whenever it's like Alexander Hamilton studied so hard, I'm like, well, he didn't have a PlayStation, so
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was it Kinda
0: was bad. <laughs> it was look at the book <laughs> or it was
3: look at the wall. Yeah. like
0: All right, let's leap to the future here. 42 years ago, and it's not the future, but you know, from back then, 42 years ago. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm like, you're, you're you gonna tell us what's anymore. coming. Okay, <laughs> this I'm is great.
0: A, I'm having a dumb day. I said the VA earlier. Let's just give <laughs> me some slack here, people. The
2: VA is where you go. <laughs> (laughs) to disco dance i love that one yeah
0: that was i apologize for that one everybody 42 years ago in 1982 late night with david letterman premiered on nbc and of course conan o'brien took it over when dave left for cbs
3: call from mom answer it call silenced
5: instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy I am, but and I think nice. you're being mean to Rachel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I said yeah. I I beep, beep. Dave saw what song I had picked out and I said jokingly I was like, "Oh, I picked this one out for Dave Murray."
5: I was just I was doing the disco right here in the in the garage office.
2: <laughs> but I completely uh, appreciate the false accusation. That's always nice. <laughs> 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 Day's not complete till Dave Murray accuses me of something I didn't do. Um, so we're just commenting that, and boy, look at us, beggars being choosers. We love the temp, uh, love to see yep. the sun. Are we going to have a little more sun tomorrow, Dave? No. <laughs> <laughs> not not
5: a lot more, anyway. There'll be some sun, and it's going to be cooler. We hit 70. At least that's the highest I've seen today. We may have touched 71. Not even close to a record. That's eighty-four. When do you think the last time we were seventy plus?
2: Hmm. I'm going to say it has been at least thirty years.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Do you mean like (laughs) now? I can't accuse you
5: of doing something. Do you
3: mean like since December, or like? I thought you meant on this day.
5: When was the last time in St. Louis? I mean, we hit seven. Let's say we hit seventy today. When was the last time we were seventy plus in Mm -hmm. St.
2: Louis? December fifteenth. Yeah, probably like December. Because <laughs> it was really warm in December. Maybe Christmas. Rachel.
0: I was going to say November. May. Well, I'll say November twenty fifth. I have no idea.
5: Not bad. November sixteenth.
0: Ooh. Was
5: Sixty eight was the warmest week. Out that's of what I was
0: going to say. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. You just. That's why I so left hard. you
5: out, Will.
4: <laughs> you knew I knew. <laughs> <laughs>
5: so yeah we have a cool front coming through really it's a cold front i mean it's the middle of winter groundhog's day tomorrow that is the midway point of winter cold front comes through tonight not much with it maybe a couple of sprinkles but a lot of clouds around will the evening temperature wise is great but we'll drop back to 40 it's cooler friday changeable sky mix of clouds and sunshine 58 For the high on Friday. Now, if we didn't have the 70 today, 58 would feel pretty Mm -hmm. good, but probably feel a little bit cool. Lots of clouds Friday night, Saturday, pretty day, lots of sunshine, a little chilly to start with 38 degrees but 59 in the afternoon with lots of sunshine and then Monday a storm system is going to be passing to our south it's just going to be close enough to toss some clouds our way so I'm going to call it mostly cloudy on Sunday and there might be a couple of spotty light rain showers but I think much of the day on Sunday is dry and kind of a cool 52
2: degrees. Very cool. Headlines, Rach.
0: Brought to you by Schnucks. Download the Schnucks Rewards app and earn 2% back on every purchase. What a deal. That's me editorializing there a little bit. Yeah, you really sold it. (laughs) All right. Over 500 journalists. Stop
5: picking on Rachel.
0: (laughs) Quit loving her. (laughs) He's just trying to be a good friend.
3: Rachel's strongest soldier (laughs)
0: over here. No kidding. (laughs) I knew that was going to make Andrew mad. I knew he was going to pipe up with something. All right. Over 500 journalists were laid off in January. This was according to a report released today. Uh, The layoffs, layoffs covered print, digital, and broadcast media um oh, that ain't good yeah it's not great <laughs> broadcast you say <laughs> they've hit outlets like time nbc news sports illustrated and the los angeles times did
4: you see the other one that happened today the, the online uh outlet the messenger? the messenger they just started like a year ago they hired a bunch of people away from other uh outlets and they are now shutting their doors
2: yeah, I saw Matt Polly yeah. tweet about that. Yeah, where do you think we're going? I mean, if if, we, if you really really knew, you'd be a billionaire soon. But like, where do you think we're going with this? If television is dying and print is dying and if radio is dying, like, where what do we have left? I
4: don't think they're all uh, dying. March. I think they're they're changing, right? Yeah. I mean, how you how
2: yes, like, moving more towards death. Well, no, I
4: mean, <laughs> like radio's not dying. Not people, all... people are downloading podcasts. That's radio. Uh, I mean, it's talk, uh, it's conversation, it's—I mean, yeah. that's not going away.
2: So you think that, and it's our business. It's, yeah. I have every reason to want it to succeed. You think that radio will be bigger in the future than it has been?
4: No, no, I'm saying it's going to be different. So that's a downward trajectory. Well, but it doesn't mean it's dead. It's d- it's different, and also I think the idea that live matters. Because if something's happening now, you're not going to find it on a podcast. Not saying
2: it's useless. I'm yeah. just saying that I think the traditional media is a dying business.
5: It's a da- you're right, Dave. It's a downward slide, but it's media, been going on a long time. Media
3: as yeah. we know it, I think, is is maybe on. I say on I would argue, downward, it's, it's, but it's, I agree it's, with Kevin's thing that like the, the success is going to come from the people who can adapt. Those are the people who are going to find success. We're having
2: a, a violent area. agreement. I yeah. agree that there are radio shows that are very healthy like ours. We have huge revenue. Um, there are television shows that are huge also. But overall, the trajectory of broadcast television and and over the airwaves radio is a downward trajectory. Yes.
5: Because we're splitting. Every, everything is splitting. Yeah. You know, when I started in television in St. Louis, there were three stations. There was Channel Two, there was Channel Four, and Channel Five. That mm-hmm. was the only place you got your no- news. Yep. And on radio, there were only a couple of stations that gave you news. Camel X being one of them.
2: Yeah. And there were only like 25 stations in general. I remember when I started in 2000, they're like, okay, to be number one, you just have to be the best thing out of 30. And I'm like, oh, how hard can that be? Uh, Well, turns out it was a whole lot easier than now when you have 10,000 things that that can take your attention away. That's all I'm saying is that on my phone, I mean, could you even count? I'm being serious now. Could you even count the choices you have For entertainment on your phone that you would actually use. Well,
4: I mean, no, I couldn't. Thousands. On that same note, is the music industry dying or is it just changing? Because music's going through all these same things. Bands Mm -hmm. don't make the money. They don't make physical records anymore. So they're not making money the same way, but they're making money in different ways. It's not that people aren't listening to music. It's not that people aren't buying music they're buying it in different ways and it's more reliant on live shows as an example that's
2: a fallacious they, argument though those are two completely different they're things
4: they're just industries that are changing is all it is like it, 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 is radio going to go away but well, it's not dying yes. it's not going to die if it's if it's still going to exist it will go away how, what are you going to replace it with how are people getting live information when they want it it's
0: streaming on twitter streaming right, that, on
4: uh, so we're just talking it's- about the means of delivery then because all I'm talking about is the actual programming.
0: I think what Dave's saying too, though, is I mean, you hear story after story of like, "Hey, good news! We're taking the AM radio out of the car, getting right. rid of those pesky things." And then next is FM. Like, I, I see where you're coming from as far as like yeah. this medium. You're
2: talking specifically it's about not my over opinion. The <laughs> it's it's everyone knows this, mm-hmm.
4: right? But see, uh, here's I guess I think we might be arguing different things because while people don't watch television over their broadcast antenna anymore. They're still watching it on Hulu and YouTube Live and all of, and Netflix not and everything else. Nearly
2: like they used. to. Well, not not right. not the, right.
4: the the old networks, but I mean, look at the numbers of views that you get on on Netflix or on Amazon or on Apple TV. I mean, they're getting
2: billions yeah, of views. But you're making my point for me. That's new media.
4: Yeah, I understand, but it's the same companies that are it's the same production companies are making the shows. The shows that used to go on Fox, ABC, NBC, CBS. Are now going to Netflix or Apple or Amazon or whatever. But a whatever. bunch of
3: people work at Fox and CBS.
4: I understand. This is my point. But now those people have jobs at other places. There are now, instead of four choices, there are now 400 choices. I don't know if that's true. And that may be bad for ABC. That may be bad for uh, Fox TV, like the actual TV networks. But it's not necessarily that those jobs are going away. They're going to different places. I don't know if that's necessarily true. More like, shows get made of, now than ever before. We see a lot
3: of jobs go away. In our industry, and they don't get replaced by new jobs. They don't
4: come back. They go to something else. Like what? So all the people that don't do radio anymore but do podcasts are doing podcasts, and they're making money to do it. I don't know. So if, if that's we take true. if we take the Dave Glover show off a radio station and it's just a podcast and it's still making money and still something, it's still the Dave Glover show. Yeah,
3: yeah. but you're talking but about you think- like the entirety of the medium, and I'm saying I see a lot of people that have been laid off from companies around. I don't town think, think well, but that's that
2: happening that in every drop, industry. Yeah, I don't think there are many people who who get fired from radio or laid off or lose their job who go have successful podcasts. It happens, but I think it's the exception. And not
3: everybody who works in like the production
4: side of radio goes and becomes a podcast engineer and well, of makes course. A bunch of money on But it. I mean, like it's this is not no different than what's happening at UPS right now or at Amazon. I mean, they're all, all of these companies are making those changes. We're no different. Our industry is no different. But the content is not going away. Content providers have plenty of places to go. It's a different world. It's a different, it's not the it's not you're not limited to the three or four or five places that you used to have. Yeah, that's exactly but, what we're but saying. The, but the content's not going away.
2: No one's saying it is.
4: Well, then we're just talking about means of delivery. Which is what radio is. No, I understand. I don't <laughs> think you do. I do completely.
0: Would you guys like to do another story? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Trump is explaining his hand splotches. Did anyone see this story that came out about a month ago? Yes. Yeah, James
2: Carville said it was syphilis, and that really took did off. Did he really did say that? Oh, yeah. he really oh, said it. Absolutely did.
3: I
0: might, might still have it. Kind of a tacky thing to wow. say. I, mean, oh my I agree. Uh, so, in a new, so I guess he was We have that audio if you want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. if Well, I didn't know if we wanted to hear it or not. Sure, play it.
3: Okay, hang on. Do, do, do.
2: They don't look like cuts to me. They look like sores. And I've asked a number of MDs what medical condition
5: manifests itself through hand sores, and the answer is immediate and unanimous. Secondary syphilis.
0: Oh my goodness. What in the world? That's that's a little bit of a breach of just like human What's decency. What's secondary syphilis? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but so either you, you have it or, it or you spouse don't. Has it. He was photographed leaving Trump Tower last month, and he had these red marks on his hand. In a new interview, he was asked about the picture and said he didn't know what the journalist was talking about. He then held up both hands, said nothing was wrong, and suggested maybe it's a hi. You want to do one more story, and then we'll take a break? Yes. Yes. Let's see here. Which one do we want to do? Oh, this is good news. The House has passed a bill to enhance the child tax credit and revive tax breaks for businesses. And it's just good to see the House working together for a change. This is something that people had to come together for on both sides of the aisle to make this happen. So this happened yesterday. Uh, it's a $79 billion tax cut package, and it received broad bipartisan support in a 357 to 70 vote.
2: I wonder what the fringes will say. I wonder if this is like the beginning of the end for Mike Johnson. Haven't they
4: been like, yeah. there have been a few that have been saying, oh, he's Yeah, on. they've been
2: shooting a few across the bow. <sighs> Would you like that? Would you like to see it happen again just out of like, I wouldn't you guys like are idiots? It happen, no.
4: I do not I don't like him. But I, I don't like him, but I don't want to see this happen over and over again either. I'm torn. Yeah.
2: I want our I want our country to operate efficiently, but I also don't want a white nationalist running the house. Thanks, Dave. Yep. Want to hear something dumb I did today? Yeah. So we have this uh, show prep service called The Complete Sheet, about 30 pages of like, hey, here's a crazy story. Hey, it's Beethoven's dog's birthday. Um, this The headline is, a guy climbed the equivalent of Mount Everest on his stairs at home. And so I was – I'm too busy to read the eight-sentence article. And so my plan was just to go in on this guy and, like, who the hell hasn't? If you have stairs, you've climbed Mount Everest in your house. Like, shut up. I'm so sick of you people. And all the – look at me. Look at me. And then I see he did it in 24 hours. I'm like, okay, that's that's different.
0: He must have been running just in order to – you know, like, it's like you get to the top, and then it's like, well, let me get to the bottom of the stairs and start over again. Mm. <sighs> What's wrong, Wheels? I
4: don't I hate that guy.
0: Why? Because
4: you're not really doing the thing. You're just pretending you're doing the thing. He's not. Well, you're not pretending. He's not like, guys, I
3: climbed Everest.
0: <laughs> it's kind of like doing the Stairmaster. Like, I used to do the Stairmaster at the gym, and I'd be like, I just climbed the arch when really I... But at least, you know, you're still climbing stairs. You're not dealing with the altitude, but...
2: Rach, what is MAGA's plan for uh, taking down Taylor Swift? I oh. see. Oh,
0: <laughs> what's his name? Jack Prosebeck? Is that his uh, name? Yeah, Pos- Yeah. You know who I'm talking about, you know. people. He was uh, giving a lecture the other day and he's like, yeah, so the left has Taylor Swift, and obviously that's bad, but you know who we have? Kid Rock, John Voigt. <laughs> like, he <just> starts naming <laughs> up, like, all the lamest <laughs> celebrities. Like, they'll team Mr. up together. Rob and exactly. <laughs> oh, I like, I think combined, they have about like a tenth Ted of Nugent. the followers oh. that Taylor has. Did yeah, any of them plan. have
4: a tour this year that sold a billion dollars? Not
0: yet. Not yet. Give them time.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,